the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Peter Schweitzer. He is uh, the author of Clinton Cash. He has come out with a new book called Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Families and Friends. And welcome to the program, Peter Schweitzer. How are you, Peter? Hey, I'm great, Glenn. Great to be back on with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, so Peter, you you started with Clinton Cash, and you were looking at how they were making all this money and, and where it was all coming from. And this is an interesting, uh, it's not even really a departure. You went in and looked at both sides. And what did you find? Yeah, what we found is that uh, political elites on both sides of the aisle are uh, engaged in massive self-enrichment. And uh, it oftentimes includes foreign governments and uh, foreign oligarchs because they want to pay for the access, pay for the influence. And... You know, as you were talking there about China, and you've talked about it on a regular basis, China looms large here. They basically have created this strategy, Glenn, of um, buying off uh, elements of American political leadership by giving lucrative deals to their family members. And unfortunately, it appears to be working. So give, give us some examples of this. Well, I'll give you one uh, Democrat and one Republican, uh, Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, think of this for a second. In December of 2013, Joe Biden, as Vice President of the United States, is flying on Air Force Two to Beijing, China. Whole host of controversial issues on the table, the South China Sea, trade issues, religious freedom, human rights, North Korea. Well, with him on the plane is Hunter Biden, his son. Uh, this is not the son that, that tragically died. That was Beau Biden. Hunter, this is Hunter Biden. Uh, so they fly over on Air Force Two. Joe Biden is there for a couple of days and really gets widely criticized on that trip for going soft on Beijing. Mm-hmm. Well, they leave, and Glenn, 10 days later, Hunter Biden's firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners, strikes a $1 billion, that's with a B, billion-dollar deal with the Chinese government. This is, this is not an American company in China. This is not a Chinese quasi-state company. This is the Chinese government. And that's just the first of a series of deals that the Biden family does with the Chinese government as Vice President Joe Biden is negotiating with the Chinese government. So how, so, come, how come we're not seeing this anywhere? Why is... Why is no one ringing the bell anywhere? Well, it's a great question, Glenn. I mean, look, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 in a sense, I'm very, very frustrated, but I'm also very thankful. I'm frustrated that the media uh, did not cover this at all when it happened. They're starting to cover it now. Uh, on the other hand, I'm sort of the beneficiary of it because I'm an author and it gives me great material <laughs> that, that the media is not covering. But, but this is the huge problem. And, and what I've said is that, look, the, the, the media, you know, the punditry on, 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 on Trump by some of the mainstream media, I think, has just been like over the top. Yeah. But the, the reporting, the detailed reporting of, you know, Jared's uh, meetings with foreign bankers, that's exactly what the media should be doing. My criticism of the media is they just don't do that much to other people. They didn't do it to the Bidens. They certainly haven't done it to Mitch McConnell. And it's the selective nature of this stuff that um, is so frustrating that the media doesn't want to cover. So give me, I mean, the, the, the characters on the front of your book, the prominent ones, Obama, Biden, and Mitch McConnell. Tell me Mitch McConnell or, or give me, you know, give me something on the Republican side. 
Well, Mitch McConnell, uh, again, it's, it's uh, China. Um, you know, Mitch McConnell's married to Elaine Chao, who is the uh, transportation secretary in the Trump administration. Very similar situation as it was with the Bidens. You go back a little bit earlier uh, to 1993, Mitch McConnell, the senator from Kentucky, uh, goes to Beijing with his father-in-law, Elaine Chao's father, James Chao. It's not an official congressional delegation. They are there as guests of the China State Shipbuilding Corporation, or CSSC. And as the name implies, Glenn, this, of course, is owned by the Chinese government. And in fact, it's really one of the largest defense contractors in Beijing. They're the ones building the ships that are trying to challenge U.S. naval supremacy. So they go there in 1993, and what Beijing basically says, and of course they see the lay of the land, they see that Mitch McConnell is this rising senator, they say, look, we will set you up in the shipping business. We will give the Chow family, their company foremost group, this great deal. We will build your, ship, your ships for you. We will finance the construction of those ships. We'll provide crews for those ships, and we will provide contracts for those ships. Um, and, you know, long story short, over the next 25 years, the family has become very, very wealthy, courtesy of the Chinese government. And James Chow, a couple of years ago, just gave a gift to Mitch McConnell of between $5 million and $25 million. So he's a, he's a direct beneficiary of this. Here's the problem, Glenn, and you probably know where this is going. Look at Mitch McConnell's record on China. After the Tiananmen Square massacre, up until 1993, he was one of the most vocal opponents of Beijing when it came to human rights, when it came to these national security issues. That has all gone away. Uh, he will say an occasional thing about, you know, China, well, gosh, we wish they were better about human rights, but it is incredibly muted. And he has worked aggressively. I count this in Secret Empires. He's worked aggressively to undermine any attempts to deal with issues related to human rights, trade issues, currency manipulation, etc. Um, so it's very, very clear, I think, in both the case of Biden and McConnell, Chow, that they have A, made these political families very wealthy, and B, those political families have in effect returned the favor by going soft on Beijing. It's, it's a strategy that is terrible, uh, and it's working. Back with Peter Schweitzer, who uh, has written the book Secret Empires, and it's all about how the political uh, class here in America is hiding their corruption and enriching their their friends and family. This this strikes me, Peter, very much as what Andrew Jackson did when he would when he would go in and say, I'm going to take this in uh, Indian territory and uh, break all these treaties. And hey, go down there. Just be standing by the land office. You know, nine o'clock, something's going to happen. Be ready and buy some land for me. And he enriched yeah. all of his friends and him. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, this is a repeat of that, uh, what we call smash and grab. Um, and it involves Barack Obama. I mean, I'm somebody who has not been a Obama fan as far as his policies and his worldview. But I never really thought that there was going to be much financial corruption uh, in his inner circle. And uh, I was just dead wrong. And smash and grab is very similar. As the name implies, Barack Obama would go in and smash a company or smash an industry. And then uh, a very close friend or a 
close financial ally. It could be George Soros. It could be Tom Steyer, or it could be his best friend, a guy a lot of people have never heard of named Marty Nesbitt, would come in and buy the company for pennies on the dollar. And, and the, the most vivid example, I would say, is, is probably the University of Phoenix, which is a, a for-profit school um, that the Obama administration decided was not serving students well, by their definition. Uh, and they said, we're not going to allow GI Bill money, that is money from the Pentagon that allows active duty soldiers and, and others who've been enlisted, to use that money to attend the University of Phoenix. Well, you can imagine, Glenn, what happened to the stock price of that company. It went from $100 a share down to about $3 a share, at which point, point, Glenn, uh, his best friend, Marty Nesbitt, who runs something called the Vistria Fund in Chicago, stepped in and bought the company for pennies on the dollar. At which point, you probably know where this is going next, the Obama administration reversed course and said, you know what, we are now going to allow GI Bill dollars to flow to this company, That's thereby, incredible. of course, elevating the valuation again. So it's, it's, it's a very insidious form of crony uh, capitalism and corruption because you're not only taking something that doesn't belong to you, you're actually destroying other people's businesses, whether it's the University of Phoenix, they did it to coal companies, they did it to payday lenders, and his friends stepped in and made a lot of money what about the smash and grab did you get into it at all i remember right at the beginning of the uh, uh, obama administration when they took over uh, gm and then they started picking and choosing car dealerships and people right. who had car dealerships forever lost those did you get into that at all I didn't, but that's a great uh, a great point to bring up. I mean, this is the problem. The you know we've talked about uh, crony capitalism before. Is you give politicians the power to pick winners and losers, and the losers, you know, shock of all shocks, tend to be opponents mm-hmm. or non allies of the politicians, and the winners always seem to be their close friends and allies. And you know, it's 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 very very um, difficult to detect. But, you know, it's like this circle. Uh, So what you have is Marty Nesbitt making all of this money through the actions of his best friend, Barack Obama. Uh, What is Marty Nesbitt now? He's the chairman of the Obama Foundation. So he is now pouring money into uh, Barack Obama's next enterprise. So it's the ultimate sort of in in, uh, back-scratching. And, you know, this is the sort of insidious stuff that you are going to get with any president when you have them intervening uh, in markets these ways and picking winners and losers. So this is why I think conspiracies start, because you have exposed both sides in your book. And there will be people that would, you know, friends of mine that are on the right or on the left that will overlook things that, you know, will happen with the Bushes or happen with the Trumps. But they will zero in on Barack Obama. The same thing right. with the people on the on the left. They will not listen to anything about Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton. And they think it's conspiracy theory because no one is covering both sides. Right. No, that, I, this is a huge point. And the only way we are ever going to get at the root of corruption and cronyism is when we are prepared to call out our own side. The, 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 the corrupt political class works in a bipartisan manner on one thing, and that is feathering their own nests. 
Um, you know, there is cooperation on that. There may not be on the budget. There may not be on a whole host of other issues. On that issue, uh, they cooperate. Um, and they are counting on the fact that we have this binary view. Well, you know, I can't call out the guy on my side because if I do, the other side might gain a seat and we're going right. to lose. So I've just got to stick yep. with a corrupt guy on my side. And both sides do it. Peter. So my challenge to people is if they're going to talk about corruption, you need to be prepared to call out somebody on your side first. You've done this, Glenn. There, there are other people doing it, but, but precious few want to do it. They end up using corruption and cronyism just as a bat to hit the other side with rather than really trying to change this stuff. Is anybody doing anything in Congress to stop it? I mean, really? Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a, there are some reformers that tend to be more junior. The problem you get is the longer the people stay in Washington, D.C., uh, the no less more. bad it appears to them. I, I had a, a, a guy who served in Congress for eight years who told me, he said, look, let's be very clear. When you first get to Washington, D.C., most people see its, um, you know, a cesspool. But you stay a few years and then it starts to feel like a hot tub. You know, it's, it's just, it's comfortable. It's, it's, it's you know, you, you get used to the smell, you get used to the odor, and then you think, oh, this isn't really that bad. So it's, you know, on issues like term limits, which I used to not think were a good idea, I have changed course because we've got to root out this culture. You've got people on both sides of the aisle shouting at each other, saying this side, if they take over, are going to wreck the country. And then what do they do? They both retire and they open a lobbying shop together. So there's so much theater related to the partisan difference, but when it comes to the sort of industrial logic business model of Washington, D.C., they're all on the same team. Peter Schweitzer, the name of the book is Secret Empires, available now, How the American Political Class Hides Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. Peter, thanks for your hard work. Thanks for exposing it yet again. I appreciate it. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.